previously on Those Were the Days. And he has to hop out of the car and run to the deer and birth it. Apparently just wanders L.A. onto sets, and they're like, all right, he's here, let's film it. Drop his pants, and then we'll say happy birthday. It is definitely something that I would have played on my Casio keyboard. Look, three of the four of us were once 16-year-old boys. I don't think my parents were in the room, because they would have turned this off if they heard some of this crap. I had to deal with 16-year-old <laughs> But I'm married to a pharmacist, so I know that meant kidneys. And that was, like, definitely an expectation I had based off of television. <laughs> Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. party with those were the days the show where we look at classic tv through a modern lens but with nostalgic eyes i'm your host this week travis and with me are three amazing co-hosts noted monday hater and nap enthusiast amy hello for some reason wearing a pool floaty with his own face on it audie Arf. and the cutest kitty cat in the entire world steven oh hey hey so we are starting a new topic this week. We are going to be diving into Saturday morning cartoons. So grab your favorite sugar-encrusted cereal, take a spot in front of the couch, and join us as we remember these, we fondly remember these wonderful cartoons from our youth. We're going to start off with one of my favorites, and that is Garfield and Friends. So Garfield is a comic strip. In the newspaper. For those of you that don't know what a newspaper is, <laughs> it was a thing that you used to get. It's not just for wrapping fish and chips. <laughs> so I, I felt that would drive it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me. So I was uh, an avid comic strip reader. I would get the comics uh, page in our local paper every day, and then on Sundays I would grab the comics uh, section and uh, I would disappear with it and read it. And Garfield was always one that I read. Garfield, uh, as a comic strip, started out in 1976, actually, as a comic called John. And it ran for a couple of years only locally in one newspaper. And then it got picked up, syndicated nationally. They changed the title of it to Garfield. And it went on to be one of the... the, It set a Guinness record for uh, syndicated comics in over 2,500 newspapers around the world. In 2002, I believe, is what it was at. Uh Let's see. In, in, they, they also made upwards of $750 million a year in merchandise by 2002. Like, it was a huge thing. Uh, and it's yeah. all from the mind of Jim, Jim Davis. Jim Davis created it. He drew it for the longest time. He now mostly just comes up with the stories and does the rough sketches, and he has a couple of assistants that kind of finish it out for him. But he's also uh, was in charge of all the marketing and, and merchandising and all that kind of stuff. Um the original characters were John Arbuckle, who was a cartoonist, um, Garfield, his cat in orange, fat tabby cat, hates Mondays, loves lasagna, uh, Lyman, John's roommate, who was only in the comic strip for the first about four or five years, and then he, they just wrote him out. He was originally created as somebody for John to talk to, um, and Odie, who was Lyman's dog. Odie was not John's oh, dog originally. Yeah. Look at that. After they wrote Lyman out of the strip, John adopted him, and then they ended up retconning it later on. Um, because when you have a daily comic strip for 40-something years, you <laughs> are going to retcon a few times. Uh, 
So Garfield and Friends. Oh, there were also 73. There have been 73 books published of Garfield comic strip collections. Uh, at one point, a friend of mine had like all of them up until somewhere in the mid 90s. And that was like 40 something, I think. So there are a lot of comic strips uh, for Garfield <laughs> out there. Uh, Garfield and Friends was a Saturday morning cartoon that ran from September 17th, 1988 to December 10th, 1994 on CBS Saturday mornings and consisted of 121 episodes. Each episode was three segments, three shorts. Usually it was two Garfield and then one U.S. Acres, which was another comic strip that Jim Davis created um, and ran from, I want to say it was like 84 to 88, something like that, that the comic strip ran. Um, mm -hmm. But the, and the actual U.S. Acres on the animated series outlasted the comic strip. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And then they would do little uh, like Garfield or U.S. Acres quickies in between the, the five to ten minute cartoons. Uh, now, we watched season four, episode four, um, which was, it had uh, three, three comics in it. Uh, the first one was Garfield, and it had to do with Garfield's blueberry pie being eaten. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and then we had a U.S. Acres where uh, Orson Pig was answering fan mail, and finally a Garfield where they went to the supermarket. We're going to dive into kind of all of that as we go, but a couple of bits of trivia from this episode that I thought were really cool were uh, the voice of Gramps and Mr., I think it was Mr. Uh -huh. Bagger, who was mm -hmm. the uh, owner. That was Paul Gargamel. Winchell. Yep. He's best known as I Gargamel. I to recognize <laughs> I was like... This is the best part about watching these old cartoons is because, I mean, it's the same oh, thing yeah. with cartoons now, but we know all their names. But when we were mm -hmm. kids, we sure. didn't know all their names. So it's just like, but it's all the same voice actors. And you're just like, yeah. I was like, Tigger. that's Gargamel. He was the voice I heard of, Tigger. You heard Gargamel. Yeah, mm -hmm. He was also the voice <laughs> of Dick Dastardly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wacky oh, and nice. Um, wacky races. So I loved that. I also, I really dug the fourth wall breaks. Um, I remember. <laughs> And those those happen throughout the show. There mm -hmm. are a lot of them. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I also, I definitely am going to want to talk about Lorenzo Music um, as the voice of Garfield. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. First, though, uh, now that I've given a little Garfield background, I want to go around and I want to get your background with Garfield. I'm going to start with Audie. Audie, what's your background with Garfield as a comic strip, as a show? What, what do you remember about it? Oh, well, I mean, of course I love the comic to begin with, like... You know, that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways because I love the comic strip. You know, um, I think Garfield is one of those comic strips that all us art nerds, is. it's one of the first ones we start to try and draw because it's such a fun and easy way, easy mm -hmm. character to draw. Big ol' eyes, a couple lines here and there, and then squiggles for his, you know, stripes, and that's it. Um, but something, I mean, something about Garfield, you talked about how big Garfield has become. There's something about that character that just everybody can relate to and have fun with. So, um, sure. I definitely read the comic like crazy. Um, I never collected any of the books, but you know, um, still followed the comic. Um, and then I definitely was into Garfield and friends. Like as soon as we were watching this episode and the theme song came on, I was like, Oh, I remember this. Um, I was looking up some other stuff and don't remember the theme song from the first couple of seasons that they did. Like it was a different theme song and it was kind of weird. And I was like, glad they changed it. 
Yeah, um, they definitely went to a much catchier theme song mm-hmm. uh, after the first couple of seasons. Had but to yeah. be inspired by Greatest American Hero. They wanted to get on Billboard. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, Amy. I loved it. All right. Uh, that's, that's good. And it makes sense, too. Like, it's a good art style to get started with, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, so, Amy, what's your background with Garfield? So, I also loved Garfield. Um, I remember definitely having a bunch of the comic strip books. I mean, I used to read it in the paper, right? Because it's like the one that's made for you because it's not Mallard Fillmore or Zippy, right? So at least this one, <laughs> right. when you're a kid, you're like, I got this one. All right. Mm. Um, but uh, I definitely remember reading the books, but I don't think they were mine. Like, I think my friend Doug got them and then I would get them like as hand-me-downs when he was done. I will borrow them and read all of them. Um, I definitely had an awful lot of Garfield merchandise. Which is probably still somewhere at my parents' house, which would be cool. But um, actually, I had a Garfield birthday cake one year. I'm gonna—I have a cake for like every show that we're gonna talk about. It's gonna Apparently. happen. Apparently, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, but it was the cake pan came with um, plastic eyes because that's like the hard part. And if you don't get that right, then it's definitely not going to look like Garfield. So it came with oh, like yeah. a plastic piece that you put uh, for his eyes. Um, yeah, and I definitely watched the show. I mean, not to the point where, like, I couldn't tell you anything. Like, I remembered breaking the fourth wall, but I didn't remember breaking the fourth wall quite so much. It was a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. No, this how is about... season four, so, yeah, you know. They, they've been at it for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that doesn't stop either. Like, that's a, that's a thing throughout. I've watched a few episodes of it uh, oh, yeah. in remembrance, and it definitely keeps doing that. Uh, Steven, how about you? What's your history with Garfield? Do you have? Uh, I definitely remember watching the show. I I, I didn't remember it being a Saturday morning cartoon. I always mm. thought I, w- I watched it when I came home from school, which I very well could have. Like, I mean, it ran forever, so I don't know if it was syndicated in the afternoons or, or you know, it's hard to tell when your memories just blend all together. It's like, <laughs> was that Animaniacs and Tiny Toons? Was Garfield mixed in? Or I thought I watched it in the morning before school, so I don't I don't remember as far as Saturday Saturday morning goes. But I uh, I just I mean I remember loving this theme song, and I watched the show a bunch. I don't have a deep rooted emotional connection to Garfield. Like it's not one of those like sat down and like, I can't wait till Garfield and Friends comes on. But I don't think that's as much Garfield as it's just the way I watch TV. Uh, was generally like it's on, therefore I am watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how it, it that's there will be a theme throughout those were the days that that's basically how I discovered everything. It was on, so I watched it. Um, but I did love US Acres and it was really fun when this music came on, like you talked about the the theme song being catchier. Like this is the theme song I remember. It's like, "Oh snap, Garfield and Friends." But you know, like I remembered all that. I remembered him popping out at the end and saying stuff and um, there was stuff in U.S. Acres, because I, I don't know why that segment stood out more to me in, in my memories. I just loved the characters of Orson Pig and Sheldon and all those guys. And I loved Garfield, but that, that moment with U.S. Acres is the part I always seem to be hooked into, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. So I, it was just it was really fun to go back and watch a cartoon. I wasn't sure how Saturday morning cartoon time would go for me, because I'm the eight-year-old that enjoyed Taxi. Right. Uh, but, right. but I really, I really did dig going back and watching. I was like, I could throw this on like while I'm working in the corner and just have Garfield going. 
and enjoy it. I, I don't know where we're headed in terms of conversation, but I do have plenty of thoughts about all the different, you know, aspects of the show. So I'm 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 excited to get into it. So one thing I'm going to say real quick is when I was watching this and US Acres started playing, I immediately thought this is the part that Steven's gonna like. He really <laughs> somehow I saw you identifying with Orson. Yeah. Without us having talked about it ahead of time. Like, I'm just like, that's Stephen is Orson, and he's wow. going to love U.S. Acres. So, that is uh, exactly right. So, well I, done. I'm excited to, about all of these, like, kids' shows. Like, every time we're going to do it, like, a kids' show thing, because Stephen is a handful of years younger than the rest of us, which is negligible as a grown up. But when you're talking about stuff from your childhood, four or five years means, like, you could have missed something entirely. And so I'm like super mm-hmm. excited about this. That's a really good point. Like you take four years and that's a, that's yeah, when a you're generation. A kid, Cause like stuff doesn't life. stick around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no, know? no yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So uh, Amy, did you have a favorite uh, of the three um, segments or, or anything like that? Did you have a favorite moment in this particular episode? I think, um, I mean, all right, so there was a favorite joke okay. from the first segment, which I, I would have flown harmlessly over my head as a child, um, but it's after John forgets to give him the ice cream and Garfield yells, remember the a la mode. And I was like, that is, that should not, no, that is, that's way too clever for this show. Um, But I I think the third segment with the grocery store was probably my favorite of the three. Oh, yeah. That is, that is classic Garfield and Friends where it like, it gets to this level of absurdity. And I just love that so much. Um, Audie, how about you? Did you have a favorite uh, of the three Um, segments? I'm going to start the same with Amy. My favorite joke was in the first part when the mouse, when Garfield's asking the one mouse to be the judge and he's like, sure, I want to be on a few more episodes this season. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) Kid me didn't get that at all. But adult me is like, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But no, I really like the U.S. Acres uh, bit, mainly just revisiting that. Like, I don't think I've watched, like Garfield is beloved and all over the world. U.S. Acres doesn't have that kind of coverage. Yeah. And so it was fun to watch that again because I think that's where they got a lot more smarmy. I remember not Mm. liking it as a kid, though. Like, I remember that was like, yeah. Like, I mean, I like Wade because he's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remembered, like, not like that was like the part you got through to get to the other Garfield. Now, that's interesting (laughs) to me. Did you, did your local comic book, section of your paper have u.s acres or was it only garfield because could that be so. part of it is that you're I, like i mean maybe as a kid right because there's you read I, have garfield. No, I have no attachment yeah to anyone in that and it's just in the way of my garfield it's, <laughs> it's probably what that is yeah it's i don't think we had the strip at all my cereal yeah. i don't think we had the strip at all when i was growing up because i don't remember it before the show at all like at all yeah. same no, I so I figured it out later, I think I, when I was in college at SCAD, we were talking about it at some point, somebody pointed it out, and it was one of those jaw-dropping, like, okay. Yeah, and it came along yeah. several years later, and but it did have the distinction of when U.S. Acres debuted, it debuted in 550 newspapers nationwide. 
which is huge, which are huge numbers. Yeah. Uh, at, especially at the time. Um, and that was on the strength of it being a Jim Davis. Oh yeah, comic. absolutely. Okay. How about Stephen? How about you? Did you have a favorite uh, moment? I had, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's much along the lines of what Amy was talking about. It's just that joke that goes over your head. Mm-hmm. And I laughed out like I cackled. Uh, <laughs> and it was in U.S. Acres when Sheldon is running from the weasel. He shouts, it's worse than that time those women tried to get pantyhose out of me. <laughs> and I die. Because all I could think of was little pantyhose yeah. eggs. And I knew there's not a child or, or adult who would watch that nowadays and have any idea. Like, yeah. So I was so happy with that one joke. I was like, that's it. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm, this is fantastic. So that one, that one really, really got me um, in, as an individual moment. But the supermarket segment, uh, that was an entirely different level of comedy and political statement of a, per- <laughs> of a particular time and place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, nobody gives a flip about Walmart because there are no more mom and pop yeah. grocery stores. You don't go to Jim's Grocer anymore. Uh, so we don't think about it because it's not there. But there was a time when the invasion of Walmart was a big deal, and it was in the early 90s. Yep. Um, so I, I found that to be very fun to watch, it, just from a lens of history, you know, and sad to watch at the same time. It was, but it's and, and it was one of those where, again, it's, a, it's that absurdity. It's like you have 180 aisles or whatever it is, and they're talking That's about taking a left That's how I feel when I the... go to Wegmans, though. It is <laughs> sure. definitely like... A mile and a half from end to end. <laughs> Take a three mile to go three miles after you pass the plums. Yeah. And that's where your stuff that's will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, the least realistic part of that to me was John buying one pound of flour. Who buys one pound you of flour? A, you, buy a, you can buy a pound of sugar. It's a five yeah. pound bag of flour. Yeah, always. <laughs> and your options are 200, 100, or one. I used to work. I've said maybe this is part of it too, right? I worked grocery for half a decade and uh, I worked at a Whole Foods before Whole Foods existed, but it was that kind of store and we had like the bulk department. And so it was me throwing around 50 pound bags of flour because that's how flour comes. Mm -hmm. So I was, Mm -hmm. come on, guys. (laughs) So for me, Costco for that. Yeah. (laughs) For me, uh, I think a favorite moment of mine. It's got to be the the meta joke of of the mouse saying, you know, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes to get more episodes this season. Like mm-hmm. it, I just love like that. The meta humor in general in mm-hmm. in the uh, yeah. in the entire episode was great, but that one in particular tickled me. But it's the it, it's the um, supermarket. It's the supermarket for me. It's just it's so, so silly. It's great sending Odie off to get the flower <laughs> because there's like this. There's this fine line with John in the Garfield comics of does he understand that Garfield and Odie are a dog and a cat? Right. And can't actually, like, shouldn't be able to understand him but do. Or is he, there, there's the the bit online where they take Garfield comics and they take Garfield out of it. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. Garfield yeah, yeah, without yeah. Garfield. Yeah. Or Arbuckle, sad, there's two versions yeah. and it's neither of them are pleasant. No, John. it's just a, 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 sad, <laughs> a sad, sad story. man. It, it's, it really is. But, but there's like this fine line because he just tells Odie, hey, go get me one pound of flour. And Odie knows exactly what's going on. And he goes, goes to get it like a good dog And talks do. to the employee. That's yeah. the other good part. Mm-hmm. The employee immediately knew, oh, are you looking for one pound bags of flour, little dog? Like without talking <laughs> to him at all. <laughs> just go for it. 
Uh, and I loved like the scanning machine and how he's he's just wringing yeah. his hands talking about the scanning machine, how it can it no gives whatever knows, price and no one knows. <laughs> because, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> when you think about it, though, like. Think about pre those automatic scanners in grocery stores. You were, mm. you know, they were everything was getting punched in by hand, each individual price, yeah. and you were watching that pop up on the screen. And then when those scanners come along, I think of going to like Aldi is the one that always amazes me because for some reason Aldi grocery stores have the most sensitive and perfect scanner of all time. Like because <laughs> the the clerk sit, which I think is great for them. But nice. stuff's coming down the belt, and they're just grabbing things, waving it past the scanner, and throwing it into a cart, like a conveyor belt. And I used quickly... to be my favorite used to be baby food, right? Because this was the all natural <laughs> oh, grocery yeah. store before they were everywhere, right? And so, like, people would come stock up on stuff. So somebody would show up with like two hundred jars of baby food, and I I perfected this spin move so that no matter which <laughs> nice. way you grabbed it, it would uh, it had hit the barcode. Those were good times. But for some reason, <laughs> they great. can't. Meanwhile, I'm at Home Depot with the gun going pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> well, then you go to the self. Wasting everyone's time. You go to the self-checkout line, and you can't get that to scan anything ever. Oh, for, I'm a pro. To, oh, no. To save your life. Like, it's just like, I, I, have, I have done everything I can, and it's don't, can you help me with this? And then you got to have that one person <laughs> who's got to man, like, 18 registers to come over and help you out with it. So. Well, you grab the one package of bacon where, like, the plastic is rolled over right <laughs> over the barcode mm-hmm. where it just completely jacks it up, mm-hmm. and it's it's airtight, so you can't move it around. Mm-hmm. You have to sit there and tug on it and fight with it, and, like, maybe if I bend it just right, <laughs> we're in, this is a different show now, uh, but <laughs> I'm telling you. Again, this is the after-hour show. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a rough so, experience. All right, so, Stephen, you had thoughts. I want to hear some of these thoughts you had. On the show. Oh shoot! Now you're you're asking me un, un, unprompted. What were my <laughs> thoughts? Oh oh oh! About uh just the overall art style and and how they did this show. No one moves their mouth, y'all. Nope. None of these mm-hmm. characters move their mouth. But we just accept that they understand each other. And it's like you're right, Travis. At least the confusion. Like, does John? Can he hear them? Like, are they communicating telepathically <laughs> with each other? Because there's no movement. Anywhere. I also was really excited. The only other thing that, that really struck me was that the mouse jury had 12 mice on it. Mm-hmm. Completely accurate. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, <laughs> the mouse legal system is very similar to the, the, the American legal system. Uh, and I thought that was a nice bit of trivia to throw in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those, those are the two thoughts that I, that I just brought. I like that it was the, the shoe table. rack. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, Whose who slippers were those with the flowers on them? Uh, John's, I think. Oh. I mean, I mean, why could they be? John's, I mean, they could be John's. You know? I just, it just isn't. I mean, I, mean, well, suppose, I did watch. Folk. I did watch later, and it did show off his very nice plaid leisure suits. So, yeah, those could be. Oh, his. and and John is known for his uh, his terrible fashion sense in general. That's true. Like Garfield mm-hmm. makes fun yeah. of it all the time. So. They very well were his uh, his slippers. Yeah, I like that. I also loved the. I, I forgot. I did love the joke right before that, where Odie brings out the book, and Garfield's like, "Wait, you want a trial? You want a fair? Okay, we'll do it. We'll have a fair, impartial trial, and then we'll find you guilty." Find you guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That really was perfect. I I like the overall vibe of the show. You know, like 
so many kids shows it's just you know just like the sound effects and slapstick and lots Mm -hmm. of violence and lots of throwing things and this show is a much more mellow tone garfield's just like i'm eating pie and then oh no the pie's gone we're gonna get somebody and it's all just deadpan delivered (laughs) and it like we did, we haven't talked about the voice actor for Garfield yet, who I was unfamiliar with the name. Who you mentioned earlier, and and once again unfamiliar because I have the memory of a goldfish. But <laughs> that person, uh, it made me realize why they cast Bill Murray in the uh-huh. infamous Garfield live action movie. Mm-hmm. They have very similar deliveries yep. and style and tone. All right, are uh, you, and it are you ready for this? Go. Go for this? Yeah. Go. Okay. So, voice actor for Garfield in Garfield and Friends. Lorenzo Music, okay? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray play, did the voice of Garfield in the movie. Lorenzo Music did the voice of Pete Venkman on the real Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Oh, Bill Murray was live-action Pete Venkman, so. Yep. Uh, in, in, wow. Which, which brings us to a little game I would like to play with everyone. Oh, snap. Called, okay. Is It Garfield or Pete Venkman? <laughs> so I have a few. I've I have a few have a audio for clips. This. Hold on, wait, wait. There, this needs music. Give me a. Give, okay, here we go. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Travis. Now right. we can go. So I am going to play a sound clip, <laughs> and I will ask one of you if it is Garfield or if it is Pete Venkman from the Real Ghostbusters. I'm going to start with Amy. Okay, so Amy. Here is your sound clip. Are you ready? I'm ready. Can I hear that sound clip? Oh, we can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear that. Well, let me fix that. Hold on. Editing. Now you will be able to hear it. All right, one more time. Amy, here is your sound. I hope they have soft centers. Is that Pete Venkman or Garfield? (sighs) Pete Venkman. That is Pete Venkman. Correct. All right, Audie. Now for you. Is this Pete Venkman or is this Garfield? Can we move this gig along before all this chocolate makes me break out? I'm going to go Garfield on that one. <laughs> that was Pete Venkman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Steven, yes, you ready for this? Okay. Garfield or Pete Venkman? The service here is getting worse and worse. Garfield. That is Garfield, correct. All right, uh, Stephen, one more for you. Is this Garfield or is this Pete Venkman? You wouldn't be so happy if you knew I can't stop this thing. Ooh. Uh, Garfield. Correct. That was Garfield. Hey, I'm a genius. Actually, <laughs> the music really kind of throw, kind of gives away the background you, noise. Yeah, that was you how I got it. You would think that, but I had more trouble with it than, uh, like, it was closer <laughs> than you would imagine. All right, Audie, one more for you. Is this Pete Venkman okay. or is this Garfield? Reminds me of a college party I went to once. Going to go with Pete Venkman. That was Pete Venkman, correct? And finally, nice. Got one in there. Is is this Pete Venkman or is this Garfield? How did you dispose of the body? Oh, that's Garfield. Correct. Nice. Well done. Good job, everybody. Well done. That was a fun little game. Go Garfield (laughs) or Pete Venkman. Yeah, he did not vary his voice much at all uh, for either of those roles. Um, And. yeah, he. It, one of the things that I will always remember about Lorenzo Music is there was a special for Garfield many, many, many years ago on TV. And they were interviewing. It, it was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and they interviewed Jim Davis. And at one point he said um, he was talking about the different people involved in making the show. 
and he talked about Lorenzo music. He's like, whose face I have never seen because the, and they show him doing his voice work with his back to the camera. And he was, fam- <laughs> he was famously not one that liked to have his picture taken a lot. Sure. So they never showed his face in the entire special. They would just Amazing. have shots of him from behind <laughs> doing his voice work for Garfield. I thought Love that was it. funny. He was also a, a heck of a writer. He wrote, um, he co-created the New Heart show. Holy and, crap. Uh, and wrote yeah, we're a bunch visit of stuff. That one. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lorenzo Music was great. And it's the voice for me with Garfield. It doesn't matter that he hasn't done a, a, the Garfield voice since 1994. And he passed away in, I think, 2001. Oh, wow. But that is the voice. Like, when I read a Garfield comic, I hear Lorenzo mm-hmm. Music's voice in my head. And what I was curious about with that was um, if you saw the cartoon prior to uh, to reading the comic or vice versa, how does that affect the way that you read the comics? Like, I have voices in my head for Calvin and Hobbes, per, let's say, but there's never been an animated version of that or any voices put to it. So... I don't know how it would react once I saw it. Like if somebody did that, it's, it would be hard for me to kind of disassociate what I have in my head because I've been reading those for so long. Hey, do you yeah. have that same thing happen to you, uh, Amy with like, uh, an animated or a live action version of something where, you know, the source material, maybe it's a book that you've read a bunch. Um, oh, and then man. you see it portrayed. How did, how does that reconcile for you? Man, I don't know. I'm usually, I can adapt. Usually I have a harder time. I think I have a harder time going from like a a, a visual auditory to yeah. to like if I, if I read something after I bring all the baggage with me. Okay, yeah. Going the other way is a little more adaptable, I think. But that was like a big thing I did in middle middle school. I would like read all these books, the movies. Like famously, it was um, Never Ending Story, and I just I brought all that baggage with me. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think I have a, it, it's a lot harder to go that way. If I read it first, it's uh, whatever I'll adapt. How about, uh, Stephen, what about you? Is that kind of similar? Yeah, that, that kind of, that kind of jives. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of open when it comes to the interpretation, and I don't, I don't have a ownership, mm-hmm. so to speak, of, like, how I, how I envision it in my head, and then a movie makes it, I'm like, this is wrong! Like, I don't really live in that space yeah. i kind of just let storytellers bring their thing and i enjoy it for what it is to the best of my ability i'm sure there's there's some things that i would be like just a religious zealot about uh <laughs> but there's not that many um so no i i'm pretty good about about allowing it to to breathe and just be its own thing and not really let it affect my enjoyment of the of the thing I, harry potter keeps popping in mind for whatever reason and the best thing I got out of Harry Potter when they made movies of it was I learned how to pronounce Hermione. Um, because I could not pronounce that name in the book. And no one in here, no one in America has the name Hermione. So I was like, Hermione. Uh-huh. That's how it's pronounced until I heard it right. And then I'm like, that's much better. That's a much prettier name. <laughs> now, does it, but in the other direction, if you s- say you have something that has made a mark on you like Garfield and Friends, do you now read oh, Garfield yeah. with that voice? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I should I should answer that actual question that you asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's definitely. I carry those voices into the into the art with me. Like I, it's it's real hard to disconnect it, and it's it's perfect. Like that's how I expect Garfield to sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just matches up really well. Yeah, Audie, how about you? Yeah, same. It's funny you were talking about 
uh, Lorenzo Music being the voice of Garfield. I actually went and watched uh, the Fantastic Funnies, which had mm-hmm. the first actual animated appearance of Garfield. And it oh, was right. not him, and it was weird. It was <laughs> weird. Like, my brain was just like, that's not right. That's not right at all. Um, not my Garfield. So, so I definitely carry Lorenzo Music with me as Garfield. The The one thing I was thinking about in this whole case is, like, I remember reading The Martian... And then they made the movie. So, like, I don't know if I had a specific voice in my head, but once they made the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, Matt Matt Damon is Mark Watney. That's it. Yeah. So, And that's a book I like to reread every year. So I go back, and I hear Matt Damon now mm-hmm. every time I read it. So, yeah, I, I think I'm open to the interpretation of whatever, and then we'll carry it with me. Yeah, I I do the same thing. Uh, I was just curious how how other people did that because, again, certain voices become like when I read a Batman comic, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice in my head. That's that's the voice of Batman Mm -hmm. for me. You know, uh, Tim Daly is my Superman. Regardless of how many different on screen Superman I see, there's something about his voice and his portrayal of it in the like Justice League Unlimited and stuff that I really really liked. Lorenzo music is that I hear his voice. Every time I read a Garfield and, and I still like, I had a, uh, there's a takeout Chinese place in town that always has the newspaper there. So I grab the comics and I read that while I'm waiting for my food uh, to take yeah, it That's home. what I do when and I go to my parents' house. I read the comics. Yeah. The people they that get still a get a newspaper. newspaper. <laughs> yeah. You do the, you do the weird puzzle in the comics, whatever like version of Slylock yeah, Fox you guys or, have. Yeah. 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 And all that yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. You know, it, I think it, I think some of this matters in terms of the voice does it match the look like Adi, you were thrown off and it might be more because that voice just isn't that care at picture you're seeing like it just doesn't match like i'm imagining like if they decided nick nolte's a great garfield <laughs> no like that's mm-hmm. never going to work so i would be pretty upset if they did that but like we've got mario brothers up and coming right mm-hmm. uh, this christmas mm-hmm. and everybody just lost it over the <laughs> casting of various characters, and I'm just like, dude, we've never seen anyone outside of Bob Hoskins and, and you know, maybe uh, Captain, what's his name, the wrestler dude that oh. played him on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Captain Lou Albano. Uh-huh. Captain Lou Albano. So, like, wh- what do we have to stand on here? And you're not going to have um, uh, Martinette, what's his name? Dag nabbit, I'm slow today. <laughs> I, I know, I know who you're uh, talking about. You know who I'm talking about. The guy who actually does the hoo-hoo in the Woo-hoo. games and stuff. Uh-huh. Yep. You're not going to have Mario going, it's a me. I'm a, I'm a stereotypical Italian voice. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen, y'all. Like, okay, anyway. But what, I just, if what if it But what if it did? I mean, you're like, oh. That's, that's going to yeah. work for about 45 <laughs> seconds, and then you're just yep. going to be jamming golf yeah. pencils in your ears to stop hearing it. Super exactly. I'm oh, a fan of the casting of that movie in all respect because they're talented people with the mm-hmm. ability to to do. They're actors, mm-hmm. they do things <laughs> that you didn't know they could do. That's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, sorry. The craziest thing that came up recently has been the Halo show, as they've got a different actor playing Master Chief compared to Steve Downs, who's voiced him forever. And yeah. I've really liked it. Like it's a whole different interpretation, and I dig the actor they picked, but it's. It's wild for your brain to fight with that when you've heard this voice for this character mm-hmm. in this other medium, yep. and mm-hmm. then in this medium, yeah. it's someone totally different. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, I just want, when they make a Metal Gear Solid movie, for them just to put David Hayter's voice on someone else's face so I can hear him say, Metal Gear. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like this very specific way you say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that it works. Yes, and he's, he is the one who can say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, back did, to the cartoons. Did did anything in the show, and I'll start with Steven on this, did anything in the show just not work? Like, did you not find something funny or... Were you just not into it, or did did it all work? It was, it was great. 20, 23 minutes no. of greatness. Twenty three minutes of of greatness. I I loved the whole blueberry pie jury <laughs> situation. I loved I loved the okay. So I did love U.S. Acres. If there was a, a a I like what happened in that story, but the story overall, I'm like I don't really care where Sheldon came from. <laughs> like you know, I didn't think we need the answer. That to was Sheldon's definitely a origin. season four story. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we were. That's deep a good in point. It. What do we do? Yeah, Sheldon's we need to figure out what to do next. Yeah, why is why doesn't Sheldon come out of his egg? You know, that's that's important. And, but but like I feel like it would have been more fun to have a story about Wade and all the the rest of them getting into shenanigans. Um, but it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fine. And the jokes in it, like the pantyhose thing, fantastic. <laughs> but like sandwiched between. The blueberry thing, and then the glorious supermarket segment. I feel like if there was a weak point, it probably was U.S. Acres, despite my love for those characters and the fun, you know. Well, and it, it did have the, the great joke of uh, the pantyhose joke. It also had the great joke of Sheldon didn't come out of his shell because he read a few newspapers before he hatched. Don't ask how he Don't got ask delivery. About delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and decided it would be better to just stay in his shell. Mm-hmm. Like I that that also cracked me up. Um mm-hmm. it's funny because the very next episode was uh was a very good US Acres where Wade mm-hmm. um Wade becomes uh the, the rainmaker or the rain mm-hmm. stopper. Um so that was a pretty good one. That was a good one. <laughs> what did you think, Amy, of like the little uh like Garfield quickies where it was basically the, it was the, the daily strip that they would just take and animate and put in between as an interstitial. What did you think of those? Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about those. And uh, this one, it's uh, John just gives Garfield his entire steak, <laughs> which that, I mean, all right, listen, I had barbecue yesterday and my cat <laughs> did have some of my brisket. Like so, I I do I do know where this is coming from, and it did it did hit home pretty hard. And I am sure that she does make fun of me when I am not looking. So that one hit a little close to home for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I loved those. I remember that because it was those were almost always like as straight from the newspaper comics. Yeah. Strip. And they would yeah. make those. Like I remember that exact three panel comic. Yep. Of Garfield making the faces. Might have been they might have used the Sunday ones because they were a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember that one. Um Audie, what what about you? I mean, as a cartoonist and an anime or uh you know, artist, you probably liked those, I would guess. Yeah, I the only thing that, that bugged me, and this is like picking some super nits is just the animation period was super cheap. Like, you could see mm-hmm. the shadow that the actual moving animation cell was casting on the background, if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only thing that really stood out to me, but it's, that kind of thing's going to stand out to me because I'm looking for it and looking at it. Um, and 
it stands out more just because I was looking at some of the earlier um, Garfield shows. Like a lot of the, when they were primetime specials, they were like, you know, half hour, hour long. And before this series. So like I was watching some of those and those were a lot cleaner, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is going to happen for a network like primetime special. That's going to be animated super well. Something that's like four or five, six seasons in on, you know, Saturday morning, just it doesn't have the budget for that regularly. So, you know, again, super nitpicky. That's the one thing I would say was the only negative thing I saw. But other than that, like, I mean, everything's animated well. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just cheaply animated. Um, and, but it, you know, but the, I dug the, it. The thing to remember, too, this was 88 to 94. This is mm-hmm. all hand-drawn, hand-animated. Yeah. Yeah. There is no computer usage at all for this because they just didn't have that at the time to, to use. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can definitely see where um, when you compare it to the to the primetime specials, it's very different. Right. Um, it, it was before the, the time of the squiggly lines on purpose stuff. Y'all remember when, like, yeah. every cartoon, everything mm-hmm. was, Dr. like... Dr. Katz. I've it, been watching uh, yeah. home movies again. And they mm-hmm. did it yes. for season... Like, they did it for the beginning of season one, and then they let it go, and that that was a good time. I'm glad that they just <laughs> let that go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when it's, like, look at... I mean, there's almost a need to differentiate between the new computer animation and the stuff that was hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, well, then they tried to make it look hand-drawn with computer animation by squigglies everywhere, and it just didn't work. This was just a really clean, like, Looney Tunes-esque kind of, like, we're trying to do good quality lines and stuff, you know, before... Now everything's oval mouths and CGI and, you know, there's themes that you Mm -hmm. go throughout animation. It was just fun. I I actually wrote down animation is great (laughs) in my notes. Animation is great. It can be so bad. And this was really smooth. I I Mm -hmm. appreciated it. And and I think part of it, too, is this was a Saturday morning cartoon that was not born out of selling merchandise. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. merchandise that came about from it, obviously, and from the comic strip. But the the cartoon wasn't created as a half-hour toy commercial. Right. This sure. was just taking Jim Davis. And, and the fact that Jim Davis was also involved in the, in the show uh, mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Um, and, yeah, I loved that aspect of, like, how it was just these simple little... It reminds me of the old Warner Brothers. They're shorts. So they don't have to get too long. They don't have to try and tell, like, this long, involved story. It's just Garfield had pie. He didn't have ice cream for it. When he comes back, his pie is gone. Well, that's it. We're putting Odie on trial. The and fact that he has a ladder with a coat that for getting into the freezer was very good. I appreciate that. Yep. I aspired in that level of preparedness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, going grocery shopping. And Garfield's got his long, long list of grocery shopping items. Cake, comma, carrot. Cake, yes. comma, chocolate. Cake, comma, coffee. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how I like to do it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this was just a super fun trip down memory lane for me because Garfield was was one of the Saturday morning cartoons that I watched every week. I remember, like, I would plan my Saturday morning around that. If something was playing opposite it, it would all that was like I would watch that during commercial breaks. 
I would switch over to ABC or something and be like, Man, oh, that's, that? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. There were actual Ooh, commercial boy. breaks. But, but like it's funny. doing the swap between. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then just hoping you caught like 30 seconds of the show before it went to commercial. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. You had to hope they were on different schedules. Mm-hmm. Right. It was always terrible that when everybody was on the commercial break at the same time. Like, yeah. Especially like, when you yeah. had to change the channel. Click, click, click. Oh, God. Click, oh, yeah. Click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoot, I had I to gotta, explain to my son what back. commercials were, uh, <laughs> and that was that was weird. Like that we're watching something on actual television, and a commercial came on. He's like, "Well, just how do we skip it? We mm-hmm. we can't, son. This is your life now. <laughs> Every time we go to my parents' house or stay in a hotel, it's like, yeah, I have to explain these are commercials. <laughs> yeah, this is the where they advertise to you, but nothing you want because we're watching like." Not Nickelodeon, where they would advertise Kool-Aid all day. <laughs> this, is, this is catheters and stuff uh, for the old people. <laughs> Liberty Medical. Liberty Medical. <laughs> Reverse mortgages. I can probably still yes. tell you phone numbers from 1987. <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> oh, Dude, man. I sang the Stick Stickly song uh, <laughs> to Sam the other day. It just stuck in my head. Um, what? What? Now, now that I've said it. Yeah. Uh, write to me, Stick Stickly, P.O. Box 963, New York City, New York State, 10108. That's right. Oh, well done. <laughs> well, my hat is off to you, sir. That yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> you know, Saturday, oh. it's just, I, I, I'm i bummed that Saturday morning cartoons don't exist the way that they did for yeah. us. Because mm-hmm. growing up, that was when we got to watch cartoons. Then mm-hmm. eventually it became a thing that was on in the afternoon when you got home from school. But there was still just a limited slice of time that you could do that. This was pre even pre-Nickelodeon, I can remember yeah. these things. And then mm-hmm. we didn't have 24-hour, like, multiple cartoon networks and different, like, Here's one that just plays old classic cartoons. Like, no, you got to watch what was on Saturday mornings, and then eventually the afternoon blocks would be your Animaniacs and stuff like that on Fox, or like old Hanna Barbera cartoons would show up on like TBS. If you if you had cable and had the Superstation, you could watch like oh yeah, you know Herculoids and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I really miss that idea of Saturday morning cartoons because it was like yeah. six a.m. to noon. It was a mm-hmm. six-hour block of just kids programming. And, yep. you know, I, I was one. I was talking to a friend of mine last week about how we were, we were going to be kicking off Saturday morning cartoons. And her response was like, I, I didn't watch many of those because by, like, third grade, I was already sleeping till noon on Saturdays. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I couldn't do that. I was up. Like, I was one of the kids that was up at 6, 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. on a Saturday. And I was ready. I was there with cereal. Mm-hmm. And boom, I was, I was in it for the long haul. Um, and then here, here at like noon when it ends, it would switch to because I'm in New England, and so it would switch to candle pin bowling. Ooh! Oh yeah! <laughs> and then you so were you like, "Well, I over. guess we have to go outside." <laughs> That's yeah. No, that yeah, was, when it was over, was it thing. was over. Yeah. And then, it, like, I remember yeah. the morph too, where it used to. It started off. It was like solid. Six to noon was all cartoons, and towards yeah. the end of kind of the life cycle of Saturday morning cartoons, the the show started creeping further and further. Where it was like, oh, now at eleven thirty, we're going to show Saved by the Bell. Oh, and now we're going to show an hour of Saved by the Bell from eleven to noon, and like it and would start Beatman's creeping World. these things. 
Beekman's, Beekman's World was more. Yep. Mm -hmm. All of that. Cartoons. I love that. So, yeah. Um, I, I just remember Saturday morning cartoons was when you could watch the cartoons on the big TV. Oh, yeah. The there you room. go. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was the one time my parents would be like, yeah, it's Saturday. Big TV in the living room, baby. And by the not, way, that... Not tiny TV in my room. Big that, TV. That big TV in the living room uh, weighed 3,000 pounds. was a wooden <laughs> frame. It was made of wood. <laughs> I was going to say, with, it's furniture with a 20, on the floor. My grandmother... Yes. Let me tell you. With, my and grandmother it was a 27-inch like, TV, too. Like, it wasn't like this big TV. screen. I would kill mm -hmm. for the big cabinet TV now. Like a modern yeah. version, but like, it was a like nice, my grandmother cabinet. had one that was a nice piece of furniture. But the thing my is, my grandma you tried had to a move big that. TV that died, and then she put the new TV on top of it. Yes. <laughs> so it was yes. just like a dead TV with a live oh. TV on it with the rabbit ears. It yeah. was everywhere. It was great. And a VCR. She had all the movies. And and Phil in the chat brings <laughs> up, wow, somebody had multiple TVs in their house. Mm. Yeah, you fancy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> we had yeah, a terrible one in our basement. I had a basement. Nintendo. We had like the old, we, the old, like when we upgraded to the TV with buttons and not knobs, the TV with the knobs went downstairs. And that's when oh, my yeah. Nintendo was hooked up to you mm. to put on you yeah. channel mm -hmm. three. I was so pumped anytime my parents would get a new TV because it meant I would get the old TV. Yep. And the old TV was always bigger than whatever TV I had. <laughs> like I have the 13 inch TV and then they went to like a nicer 27. I got the 24, which was a big wooden thing with the door. That hid the buttons that yes. you would put in. For, mm -hmm. that, was, that was what we had. It was awesome. I didn't have my own TV till college. Oh, man. Yeah. Same. Yeah, that's... You lived the hard life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really... I, I didn't until high school. Uh, I had, for a little while, I had the nine-inch black and white TV where you... And it was rabbit ears. I'm like, that might be Johnny Carson. I'm not sure. I can't quite tell. <laughs> I think I'm watching the NCAA tournament, but I, I'm not positive. You need a I, sibling you know, to hold it for you. Right. And she never lean. would. So. Oh, yeah. I was definitely the, the not, the my, all my friends didn't have a TV in their room. So a lot of kids would come over to my house to play Nintendo because my parents were like, yeah, it's in your room. You can play Nintendo in your room where you're loud somewhere else. You know, that was. Their investment was the TV, so I would go somewhere else to play <laughs> Nintendo. That was really what it was it's when wise. you got down that to is, it. That is a pro-level move yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. See, my it parents was. did the opposite. My dad got a TV in their bedroom so he could go lie down and watch That's it. That's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's also a pro-move. Yep. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so, no, we, don't, we don't have a TV in our room now. <laughs> so Something we, about health. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so we are going to continue on this trek through Saturday morning uh, Sugar Fest um, for the rest for the next three episodes. Uh, next week, Audie is bringing us Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Heck yes! Oh, this is one boy. I remember too. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. We did get a little bit of feedback this week. Um, no emails. I did check. So still, if you want to email us, those were the days show at gmail.com. Please do. We want to hear from you. Our, our inbox mm -hmm. is sad and lonely. But mm -hmm. we did get one uh, response on Twitter, um, which was Matt the Meme Maker said, oh, I always love watching the show. So much nostalgia. And Audie followed up asking, uh, which did you like more, Garfield or U.S. Acres? He liked Garfield more. That was his. Mm -hmm. That was his uh, segment, and mm -hmm. I mean that was me too. I preferred Garfield to U.S. Acres. If I watch it now, I'm going to love both. 
But yeah. as a kid, because I read Garfield comics, I was the same way. It's like, okay, U.S. Acres is fine, but this is just passing the time until we get to the next Garfield cartoon. I think my biggest change from when I was a kid is that, like, back in the day, it was like, oh, that Garfield, he's so funny. And now I'm like, Garfield, you are absolutely correct. What? Like, no <laughs> one can do anything right. Everything is yep. the worst. Could people yep. please just leave us alone? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Garfield's sage wisdom. By the way, this is Saturday morning cartoons. Is anyone eating cereal while watching the show? Because I ate cereal. I have mm-hmm. cereal. That's yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's got cereal. What cereal? Okay. Next week, we're going to meet up. We have to know what cereal we ate while watching the cartoon. I had Captain Crunch today. Very nice. All right. Very nice. <laughs> so you you hate the roof life. of your mouth. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, the, the flavor's still in there. It gets the still flavor just, in there faster. It's like that's true. It's lodged into the, <laughs> the ridges. Oh, All right, no. so we've got Captain Crunch. We've got Cinnamon Life. Audie, did you have yep. cereal this week? While Frosted Flakes. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, my Good my choice. cereal was uh, eggs and toast this week. Um, however, <laughs> however, that's, that, that was is because part of this complete balanced breakfast. We'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. at this One, somebody <laughs> yeah. has to, and two, I hadn't been to the grocery store, so I didn't get any cereal. But I'm going to pick up cereal. Cereal. Well, I want to get the. I, I'm going to get the little tiny boxes of terrible cereal. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, because cereal's eighty-seven dollars a box. It's so so expensive, guys. <laughs> Just buy something real cheap. Those little boxes. Little I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. I will get cereal this week. I will come back next week, and I will let the three of you try to guess what I bought. Because I bet you, oh. I, I will put down a crisp five dollar bill that none of you will get it. It's right a now, multo meal cereal. Isn't I am. It, it like, is not a multi. It is not a multo meal cereal. But I'm. I am putting it. I'm putting the line down right now. None of you will get this. <laughs> You get right. the shredded wheat Honey where it's smacks. just like one big thing of uh, shredded wheat. <laughs> the shredded wheat where it was two <laughs> bricks spoon. in the box. The uh-huh. box was yeah. two bricks of shredded wheat. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that. It is not that. So, oh, this yeah. This is the best. Uh, this, this has been super fun. I cannot wait to talk about Voltron <laughs> next week, and we've got a couple more fun ones coming up. We also mm-hmm. have a straw poll up. It is on the Twitter account, yes. at Those Days Show. We want your help choosing our next topic after Saturday morning cartoons. we got a few weeks to figure it out. So, but, uh, but we are, we have a poll up. We would like to hear from you. So please go to, uh, twitter.com forward slash those days show. Fine. We'll pin that, uh, tweet and, uh, and vote. Let us know what topic you want us to cover next. So, and for uh, those listening on your podcast catcher, it's in the show notes. Yes, that will be in the show notes. So definitely let us know, let us know what you want to want to see or, uh, hear us talk about. And uh, and always feedback at uh, those were the days show at gmail.com or at those days show on Twitter. Either one. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think of the shows we've covered, uh, of the stuff coming up that you, that we mentioned, uh, all of that. We, we really want to know. So come back for that. Uh, come back for Voltron next week. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited about Voltron. It's yeah. Gonna, and next week good... we're going to do season one, episode four for anybody. Right. Oh, yeah. And the link for do... that will also be in if the you show want, notes. If you want to do just that one, that's fine. But if you want to watch the rest of it, have fun. Mm-hmm. So season one, episode four of Voltron is going to be next week. So for Amy, Audie, Stephen, and myself, thank you so much. Enjoy your sh- chocolate frosted sugar bombs. And uh, we'll see you next week. This has been Those Were the Days. <laughs> <laughs>